Thank you. All right. Um, so how's uh, how's your year going? Good. I've had a I've had a really weird year. Uh, I had an AIDS scare this year. Yeah, I did. And you're like, Pete, wow, what's going on in your life? Are you uh, sharing needles? Are you doing heroin? Are you having tons of unprotected sex? No, Kanye told me I had AIDS. <laughs> and uh, and he's, uh, he's a genius. So I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I better call my doctor. The guy who made college dropout thinks I have AIDS. So I went to the dog. I actually got checked because I was like, maybe he's right. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. So my doctor told me I don't have AIDS. I just look like I have it. So it's a completely different thing. You know what's really funny about that? AIDS is just such an old school like thing. They're like, you have AIDS. It's like it's just such a 90s, early 2000s thing to like, you know what I mean? John Mulaney called me and he's like, AIDS, you should spread a rumor that he has polio. <laughs> Does anybody else secretly hope that like Kanye pulls like a Mrs. Doubtfire? I come home one day and they're like, this is the new housekeeper. And he's like, what's up, fam? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's, it's a really weird thing to go through. Like, uh, there's, cause you know, people try to give you advice, but even friends that are like older, they're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, it looks pretty bad, bro. I hope, <laughs> good luck, sorry, here if you need, but like no advice. No one was like, this is what you do. Everyone was like, oh, yeah. You staying with your mom? You in a safe spot? But people ask me weird questions. So it's, that's the only thing I don't like. They ask you weird stuff. Like the other day, somebody came up to me and was like, I, I heard uh, you're friends with Jack Harlow. And I, I am. He's a very great, talented rapper. He's a cool dude. Nice guy. So we're pals, right? And uh, Kanye put him on his on his new album. Uh, even you know, even though I've been friends with him for like two, three years, you know, he did it anyway. And people come up to me and they're like, "How does that make you feel? Does that bother you? Does that get under your skin?" And I'm like, "No, he's a rapper. That's his field. That's that's what they do. That doesn't hurt my feelings. It would hurt my feelings if I saw like Bill Burr at Sunday service." Yeah, I don't get it. A lot, a lot of people are very angry at me. There's like, it's always 50-50 when I go outside. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always 50-50. Either someone's just like, hey, man, you're really cool. That's, that's great. Or someone's like, hey, yo, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you. I always am like, can't be me. <laughs> it's weird. It's all weird because, uh, the right before December 2021, I call it the before time, uh, before my life was ruined. 
It was like, yeah, it was like COVID happened and then it's like another COVID happened personally to me. That was a really good month, December 2021. I remember I went to a Knicks game with my good pals, John Stewart and Chris Rock, right? So we went to this Knicks game. Yeah, they're the best. And very hilarious that they hang out with me. Um, I mean, it's really weird, uh, but I'm stoked because they're like, you know, heroes. So we're, uh, we're watching the game and it's the game when Steph Curry breaks like the, the three point record, right? And I remember he broke the three point record in like the first quarter and just somehow how we were placed because like he shot it from over there and we me john and chris were under the basket so like in the picture that everybody put out that's like here's him breaking the record us three are just like like we all look we completely photobomb like his like whatever basketball card that's gonna be like forever and it was such a good night but it's just so weird because like since then horrible things have happened to me and chris So John Stewart, if you're watching, watch your fucking back. <laughs> Lucky bastard. It's like Chris gets slapped, you know, I get decapitated, then John Stewart wins the Mark Twain Award. <laughs> so uh, I haven't been on stage much, but I've been trying to make a joke about Epstein's plane funny. That's usually how it goes. In any room that I ever pitched this joke on. But I just like, hear me out. Like, the guy, obviously, bad dude. You gotta get that out of the way, right? Bad dude, does, he shouldn't do that stuff. But I didn't understand why people were mad at like all the dudes that like took a free plane ride. Like, the Jeffrey Epstein doc came out and this dude like, you know, raped and did a bunch of terrible stuff to like little young girls. And then people would be like, can you believe Chris Tucker rode on that plane? <laughs> it's like, yeah, have you ever tried to fly commercial to fucking LA to New York? It's a fucking nightmare. Because I've been in situations now, not, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I know a dude who gives me free plane rides, right? I don't really know what he does. He tells me he's in the waste management business. That's what he says, I'm in the waste management, I'm a garbage man. I go, yeah, tons of garbage men have private jets, so. But I just don't ask, I just, I just I'm like, okay, whatever, you know? Because I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the plane with the guy, you know, you don't, you don't have to support what the guy does. So I fly with one pedophile, right? If you fly, if you fly commercial, there's at least like five pedophiles. and you don't know who they are. I know who mine is, it's right in front of me. With a mimosa and some strawberry chocolates. Thank you guys for being out here. You guys ready to start? Coming to the stage, give it up for my friend, Big Wet! I don't know if I should go out tonight Cause it's getting pretty late but I just got back into town And I sure can't wait So I take my ass down to Sophie Shot in the beer there waiting for me Big 
red and the boys got a table in the back and there's an open chair for me and i'm rolling with my squad yeah we don't try too hard one tab when we're at the bar rolling with my squad and i'm rolling with size of the dog in the fight but the fight in the dog we don't fall we just bite don't you let us off the leash we be chopping our teeth we be getting that green we be smoking them trees and we shotgun beers and we conquer our fears cause we're all best friends and we hold each other dear and i give my last meal to anyone from my Like they're not filming. Yeah, they look away but point directly at. Right. That's why. I like when they go, yo, like I don't care who you are, but like, and I'm like, then what? They'll be like, yo, my friends think you're like fucking whack as fuck, right. but like, I, I don't listen to that dude. I, I ride. I tell them like, they don't know what they're doing. Nobody could ever just be like, hey man, good job. Right. You know? Rolling with my squad. Some noise for your first comment, Nico White. Yeah. LA, one more time for Pete Davidson. Give him a round of applause, huh? Yes. Pleasure to be in front of y'all tonight. My name is Nico White. I made a very simple goal, and that is to mind my business at the highest level possible. Now take this very seriously. You guys in here tonight, I appreciate that. While you're in here, once we get outside, whatever happens to you is not my business. You understand me? If we in here, we cool. You outside, you get robbed, you see me, don't make eye contact. Cause I'm telling you now, if you look at me, Nico, help. Hey man, it was a good show. I'm a holla at you. I mind my business. Now, recently, I went to get a haircut. Soon as I walked into the barbershop, my barber go, hey man, you see this shit with Dwayne Wade's son? No. That's not my business. <laughs> I got bills, bro. I got a whole real life. Do you understand that where I live, I have a crackhead doorman? And where I live, we don't hire doormen. <laughs> this lady just showed up one day. She held the door for one person, and she's been back every day since. And what pisses me off is that she has a custom greeting just for me. When I walk in the building, she goes, Mr. Nico White, ow, ow, ow. What the fuck does that mean? Ow, 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 I don't speak crack Morse code. What are you saying to me? So no, I don't know what's going on with Dwayne Wade or his rich ass kid. I said that, my barber go, nah. See, Dwayne Wade had a son that was born a boy, but now at 11 years old, his son said, I'm a woman on the inside. So now when he get older, he gonna chop his dick off and he gonna become a woman. Now ain't that shit weird? I'm here for a fade, man. 
Little off the side. Square in the back. What are you doing right now? Do you realize that it's only 10.02 in the morning? Do you know that? Do you know I smoked the sativa before I came here? Do you know that? Do you know how paranoid I am right now? And you gonna ask me that cancelable ass question in front of all these mirrors in this barbershop? Do you know how many me's I see in either direction right now? I'm here for a fade, man. Little off the side, square in the back. My barber didn't flinch. Ain't that shit weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Did you know what an 11-year-old you not related to want to do with they dick? That's very weird. I'm just saying. I have a nephew that's 11. Know what I know about him? He 11, and that's where it stopped. I don't know nothing extra. I don't know his name. I don't know his birthday. And I don't know his dick aspirations, but he 11. When I said that, my barber goes, I, Mr. Holier Than Dad, what if it was your son? What if it was my son? I'd still need a fade. <laughs> but you want to play hypotheticals with me? I do that all day, brother. Let's do that. What if it was my son? I can see that. I can see me walking to my son's room, knocking on his door. Hey, baby boy, look here. Your pop is tired. Would you mind taking the garbage out for me, big dog? I'd really appreciate that. Dad. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> you know when a kid think they really telling you something? <laughs> Dad, I'm, I'm a woman on the inside. I just asked you to take out the garbage. You know? Did you know it was only 10.02 in the morning right now? Did you know that? You know I smoked the sativa before I came in here. You ever notice how many mirrors you got in your room? <laughs> I'll be right back, kid. Hey, baby girl, would you mind taking that garbage out for your Popeye? <laughs> LA, you've been excellent. My name's Nico White. Thank you! Now then, you ready for more show? I don't think you can hear me. Are you ready for more show? Coming to the stage is a very dear friend of mine from New York City. Y'all put your hands together for Julio Gatorade! One more time for Nico, guys. Let him hear it. Let him hear it. You know, as com comedians travel a lot, right? So we see a lot of crazy stuff. But I saw something on a plane the other day that I couldn't believe was on the, was on a plane. It's just a guy with a falcon, <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, it wasn't in a cage, just on his arm. And I was like, how is that allowed on a plane? You can just bring a falcon on a plane. I can't bring four ounces of water on a plane. <laughs> but I can bring a falcon, birds of prey, no problem. That's crazy. I started thinking about it, I'm like, the idea of a falcon 
having to fly in a plane. <laughs> Flight was only an hour. The Falcon could easily fly there on its own. <laughs> I was convinced that right before we actually got on the plane, the guy was just gonna be like, all right, dude, see you there. When I saw the Falcon, I was making a video. I made sure I got the Falcon in there with a cameo. I was editing that video for like two or three months, and I was just looking at myself every day, and I just started hating the way that I look. I, I, specifically, I was like a little heavier too in the video. I was just, my body, just like not that down. Like I, I don't gain weight in a masculine way. Like when I gain weight, it immediately just starts to be like. I just start to get all curvy. I feel like as a guy, you don't want your descriptive word to be voluptuous. <laughs> oh yeah, geez, thick, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Like when it's amazing. Like you know, if you can see yourself on a video, like that's a great way to know that you've gained weight. But otherwise, like, how do you find out? Like typically, it'll just be like your rudest friend will tell you. Just a crazy thing to be doing. I'll never forget the last time this happened to me. I went to visit one of my friends, and the person who told me I'd gained weight was the guy who mows his lawn. Who's like. Very nice guy, but like, doesn't speak English at all. But still, he was able to convey to me that he thought I had gained weight, which I'll never forget. Because I show up, I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, Poppy. <laughs> and I was in denial. I was like, oh, maybe he just thinks I look strong or something. I don't know how one could ever think that this means strong. So I just said, oh, thank you, Poppy. <laughs> And he made sure to clarify, he goes, no, Poppy. <laughs> and to make sure there was no mistake in my brain, he just starts going. <laughs> Dude, you're a dick. Isn't that insane? Like, I don't know, I can't imagine ever saying some shit like that to somebody's face. I would at least wait for them to leave the room. <laughs> then I'd be like, man, he looks terrible. I say bro a lot when I talk. And then sometimes I get self-conscious that I'm gonna get grouped in with a group of people that I feel like I shouldn't be associated with. You know, rambunctious young white men. And I'm like, oh, so to the point where when I see a group of bros, I actually get disgusted. I'm like, look at these fucking bros. It can like ruin my mood. Like I went to dinner, it was like a sushi restaurant that I was really looking forward to going to eat at. It's fancy, I sit down. They see me next to these bros. And I'm looking over there, I'm like, look at these fucking bros. But they're not even gonna appreciate this meal. They're gonna be ordering shit that isn't even on the menu. Oh, can we get some soggy bombs? <laughs> the dads are probably paying. Dude, fuck this. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna monitor them to make sure that they're being well behaved. I don't know what power I have just to prove myself right. And as it turns out, these bros were wonderful gentlemen. <laughs> they were great guys. I swear, like, they were mild-mannered and polite, compassionate with the waste staff. They were engaging in thought-provoking conversation <laughs> while maintaining their inside voices the entire time. I was like, these bros were raised right. These bros are pros. <laughs> Seriously, it was as if these bros had achieved the next level of brodom, which I didn't even know was possible. You guys are probably thinking, well, perhaps they weren't bros at all. But they were, because they were still doing all the shit that bros do, but just in a much more classy and sophisticated manner. 
I'll give you the best example. Okay, a plate of sushi comes over. One of the bros scoops up a piece, perfect chopstick work. <laughs> and then he takes a bite, and he just started really earnestly enjoying it. And then he said the most bro thing you could ever say, but in a much more classy and refined way. So I'll never forget it. He's like, fire. Fire. I was like, he said some sake bombs over there on me, dude. These girls are awesome. Guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. That was super fun. Are you guys ready for the next comedian? If you make some noise, I'll bring her out. Make some noise. Guys, the next comedian coming to stage, she's amazing, one of my best friends. I love her. Please give it up for Carly Aquilino. Wow. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. How's everybody feeling? Good? Good. We love it. Oh, did you guys hear there's a new variant? We don't care, right? None of us. We're all here. We're having fun. I did all the things. Anytime they tell me there's a new variant, I'm like, okay, I, I got the vaccines when I still wasn't sure about the vaccines. Like, I trusted the vaccines blindly. My friends were like, I trust science. I'm like, I don't know science at all. I'm sorry. Never learned it. Don't know anything about it. I'm kind of dealing with the vaccine the way I deal with men in my life. I'm like, I'll do this, but I won't be surprised uh, if I end up regretting it. I miss a lot of things about the lockdown. Is that bad to say? No, it was, I took seven walks a day. Like I miss those videos that went viral every single day of just a woman that didn't want to wear her mask. I love that lady. I love them. It was always the same thing, too. It was just some lady like, you can't tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry that she's Southern. Um, it's just that she was always Southern. Uh, you can't tell me what to do. And the other person was just like, ma'am, this is a Long John Silvers, and you're not wearing any shoes. I. I went through a lot, kind of, during the lockdown. I'm 31 now, but I turned 30 during the whole thing. Thank you. Wow, are you guys all 30? Like, every single one of you? That's cool. I went through this thing, though, where I thought about where I would be at this point in my life. Like, what I would have thought as a teenager. Do you ever do that? It messes me up. Like, if you would have asked me at 15 years old, I would be like, um, okay. <clears throat> First of all, here's what's definitely gonna happen. 31, ew, that's disgusting. But, so I'm definitely gonna get married when I'm 20. For sure, that's happening. And then I'm just gonna go to Europe. For five years. Uh, Cause that doesn't cost any money, that's free. And then by the time I'm 31, I'm gonna have three kids. Just be a stay at home mom. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm 31 and I'm always like, do I have two tampons in right now? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know where they go. Honestly, I, I have no idea. I lose them constantly. I have no idea where they are. That's my biggest fear as a grown woman. Can you imagine? By the way, that happened to me. And, and I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to tell you guys everything. So I went 
to go to the bathroom. And I pull my pants down, I look down, and I saw two strings. And I was like, <gasps> am I a ceiling fan? Like, why? <laughs> Why exactly are there two strengths coming out of my body right now? I don't know if you guys know this, anything more than one string is classified as an emergency. Like that's bad, it's a bad vibe. I had to go to the doctor, my poor gyno, this poor woman, I feel so bad for her. She hates me, I know that she does. I'm always going to her with problems that I make up, like I always think I'm pregnant. Every single month I think I'm pregnant. Even if I don't have sex, I'm like, mm, I don't know, happened to Mary. <laughs> like, it could definitely happen to me. <laughs> the last time I went into her for that, she said, let me ask you a question. She said, the person that you were with, did he withdraw? <laughs> took me a second, <laughs> definitely took me a second to realize what she said. And then when I figured it out, I was like, that was so classy, like, honestly. <laughs> I felt like a princess. I was like, this was really nice for me. Thank you so much. I never heard it said that way. Withdraw? I was like, girl. <laughs> he deposits. Um, <laughs> she's making a lot of transactions and it's bad. I also went through a breakup during the pandemic, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know it's bad when in the middle of a lockdown somebody looks at you and they're like, hey, we should see other people. <laughs> I was like, that's illegal, but I get it, you know? So now I'm dating again and it's hard. You can't do it. Like, how am I supposed to go out and meet people? When I was young, I would worry. I would worry so much when I went out with a guy. Like, I would be like, is he gonna kill me? <laughs> and now I would prefer it. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. No, I'm done, thank you. I'm all set, I've seen enough, I'm done. I've realized that I have very bad judgment when it comes to men. Like, I was at a bar and I see this guy at the other end of the bar and I'm with my friends and he had four tattoos on his face. Uh, and I saw it and I was like, I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> like, whatever it is, I will fix that. And my friends were like, I think he's in a gang. I was like, I think you're jealous of me. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend you don't, like, girl, if you can't find a man, just say that. And that's really how I feel. I'm sorry, but it's a lot of jealousy. But I feel like we don't see the red flags. We want to see the good in people. I always make up excuses for guys. Like, I'll go out on a date. My friends will be like, hey, how was your first date? I'm like, um, well, he made me cry. And uh, he's definitely a liar. And I think he's married. Um, and I think he stole $20 out of my bag, but there's just something about him. I really do. I feel good about this. Thank you guys so much. You're such a fun crowd. Are you ready to keep this show going? I want you to give a warm welcome to such a, such a funny guy, Dave All right, how you guys doing? Everything went great. <laughs> great, well, my name's Dave. I'll be your Jew for the evening. But uh, honestly, thank you all so much for being here. It is so amazing for me to see all you, to be here, to see that my friendship with Pete is finally paying off. 
Yeah, I'm Jewish. I'm also Russian. So, so that's fun now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Russian Jew. So you know what that means? I'm two kinds of untrustworthy. But honestly, though, I feel like even if Russia had never done anything, people still wouldn't trust us just for the accent. Because, like, when you have a Russian accent, you kind of always sound like you're about to lie about something. It's just taking you a second to figure it out. Like, the first time I talked to my landlord, he was like, Oh, you should rent this apartment. Uh, you... Won't be sorry. Oh, you should meet my daughter. She is... <sighs> Beautiful. So I should tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, I've always been creepy. That wasn't the joke. I... No, like, honestly, ever since I was a kid, I was just always, like, a really weird kid. But, like, I didn't know how weird everyone else thought I was. I think that happens with weird kids. Like, I didn't even realize how crazy everyone thought I was till I grew up, and if I was going through something, my dad would be like, listen, we're just proud of you for not being a serial killer. Uh, like, wait, what did I do? So the first clue I ever had about how weird everyone else thought I was was in the seventh grade. My parents got this letter from the school board that said, congratulations, David has been selected for a very special program called Life Skills. And I was so dumb, I thought this proved I was gifted. So I go to this like week-long program that's in like a building far away from my normal school. I open the door, and this is exactly what happened. I see there are two eager grad students and the nine most fucked up kids in my school. I mean the kids who were caught smoking, drinking, fucking, fighting, the girls who got pregnant, the guy who got them all pregnant, and me. Even though, like, unlike these other kids, I hadn't really gotten in trouble. Like, my grades were fine. I was and would stay a virgin for eight more years. Yet I was in this class of the dangerous kids. And it's only now as an adult do I finally realize what was going on. That I was the scariest kid in my school. Because all the other kids in this class knew what they did to be put into this class. Like they were all there for a very specific on paper reason. But with me, it was just a feeling <laughs> that the whole faculty agreed on to separate me now. So that same year, I had this one teacher, Mr. Merrigan. He was my favorite teacher. And like, here's the thing, I was really weird. I didn't have any friends. I loved attention, which is, you know, why this is happening. <laughs> so I really needed someone to like talk to. I think for, if you're a weird kid, you kind of, you find someone in your family, a teacher. For me, that was the cool science teacher I had, Mr. Merrigan. You know, because if I was having a bad day, I could still like tell him a couple of jokes in class, you know, when I walked in that, you know, I knew he'd appreciate more than these dumb kids, you know? So I'd be like, hey, Mr. Merrigan, um, I read in this book that I can talk to dead people if I have a pint of goat's blood, a human thumb, and a paper plate. Do you have any plates? <laughs> yeah, exactly, kid jokes. <laughs> 10 years later, my little brother became best friends with Mr. Merrigan's son. This is really what he said to my brother. He goes, oh wow, you're David's brother? That kid scared the shit out of me. 
Yeah, the talk to dead people kid. Is he in jail? And I said to my brother, no way. No way. I know Mr. Merrigan loved me. I was like his favorite student, and I had proof. Because that year, my mom had made a deal with me. I could only go to camp if my worst grade for the year was a B minus or better. And I knew I wasn't gonna go because I actually got a really bad grade in Merrigan's final. I was gonna get like a, more like a D plus. And then last day of school, I got my report card and I, I was, swear to God, shocked because I got my B minus. And I knew I didn't deserve it. Like I figured, you know, he knows how hard I'm working, how much I wanted it. You know, I'm a good student. He gave me some extra points, whatever it was. I just knew he hooked me up for some reason. And that meant a lot to me. Like, that was why Mr. Merrigan was my favorite teacher for years after that. Until I got to hear the other half of that story. This is really what he said to my brother. He goes, look, I'm going to tell you how much that kid freaked me out. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he figured out how to do it. But somehow, some way, when I was doing his grade point average at the end of the year, it equaled out to a perfect 66.6. .6. I was so scared, I gave him a B minus. Yeah, turns out, Merrigan didn't understand me at all, but he did get me into camp. Which, by the way, was a terrible experience I wish I hadn't gone to. <laughs> Honestly, I think the reason I was so weird, part of it, is that my mom had me really young. She was 18, I love my mom, but she wasn't ready for how weird I would be, you know? like. Here's a perfect example. So the next year, I was probably like 13, and I was, like I said, I was really unpopular, no friends, and I was desperate for a girlfriend. I wanted a girlfriend so bad, and I wasn't even like horny. I was like fantasizing about someday getting to buy a girl a locket. Like, that's how wholesome I was. So I knew I could never date a girl in my own school, so I had a plan. If I could just meet girls in other school districts, it could take weeks for them to find out about me. So, I got a bunch of art supplies that I had in my basement, because I was actually like really into drawing at the time. I actually went to college to be a painter. That's why I do comedy for a living. So, I got these art supplies, and I really did this. I'm not even joking. I really made a bunch of hand-drawn, homemade posters that really did say, children's dating service. Oh, and, my phone number. <laughs> and my mom walked in on me making these posters. And I swear to God, she said, oh, good idea. Want me to help you put these up? <laughs> that is poor parenting. I am convinced to this day that the only reason I wasn't molested is that every pervert in my town thought that this was the laziest police thing they've ever seen. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I'm Dave. We got... We got such a great show for you. This next comic, he is one of my favorite comics in the world. You may have seen him in the movie, Big Time Adolescence. Let's have a big hand, everybody, for Joey Gay. What's up, fuckers? How are you? Oh, no, that's not going to work. How are you? That's right. It was fine. It's great to be here. My name is Joey Gay, G-A-Y. I grew up in Brooklyn. That shit was not cool. <laughs> Other children beat the shit out of me because my last name is Gay. Two weeks ago, I found out my last name is from the Champagne region in France. I know, it got gayer. <laughs> and it's supposed to be pronounced Guy. 
right? But I still live in Brooklyn. I don't have the time or the balls to correct people like, oh, no, sir. That's pronounced gee. People in Brooklyn are dickheads. They'll be like, oh, I know, I got a cousin who's gee. He sells cooks. <laughs> so happy to be here tonight. I had a heart attack recently. They wheeled me into the hospital. The doctor came out, and the first thing he said to me was, uh, sir, we found drugs in your system. I was like, oh, doctor, I put the drugs in my system. Let's move on to the heart attack. That's the part I don't know about. He wanted to be a dick. He wanted to keep going. He's like, oh, uh, about the drugs. I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to flip it on him. I was like, yeah, about the drugs. I want them back. <laughs> they had to prepare me for surgery. That was scary. While they prepared me for surgery, they shaved down here, but only half. <laughs> only the right half, the top, and one of the twins, the low-hanging one. surgery by going in through my wrist. Yes! I was like, hey, what the fuck? He was like, well, in case this doesn't work, we'll go in. I was like, couldn't you have waited? Look at this. Do you know what it's like to be laying naked on the edge of death, surrounded by strangers thinking, God, let me live so I can shave this other nut. Don't send me to the afterlife looking like this, Lord. Having a heart attack is a fucked up thing. After that, you've got to change stuff. You got to change stuff. I had to start exercising. I had to give up cigarettes. Oh my God, do I miss cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes are the single greatest vice on the planet. If you don't believe me, allow me to explain. People used to go home at night to smoke, and they would put on their smoking jacket. It is a vice that is so good, it had apparel. You would go into your home and put on a silk jacket like some sort of tobacco pimp. I wish other vices had apparel too. Right? So then when you showed up at the bar on Friday night and you saw your friends, you would know exactly what type of bullshit you were in for that night. <laughs> like, people would be like, hey, there's Larry. You'd be like, don't wave at Larry. Why not? Larry is wearing his crack helmet. <laughs> Larry's gonna be an asshole tonight, borrowing money, chewing on his face. getting older and finding out in weird fucking ways. I found out I was getting old at my bodega. Last year, when they gave me my change, they were like, thank you, my dude. Now they go, thank you, sir. Hey, fuck you. He's off on that sir shit. Whenever some young motherfucker gives me that sir shit, I have something for him, though. 
when they go, thank you, sir, I go, I welcome your thanks, young squire. <laughs> See, that puts an end to that sir shit 99% of the time. But the asshole at my bodega on the corner likes to spend his weekends at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, so now every time I come in, he's like, my liege! I like Los Angeles, it's crazy though. I was out here on Hollywood Boulevard. It reminds me of my hometown, New York. Listen, if you are from New York or LA, you have a superpower that other people in the country don't. And that is, you can ignore more crazy than anybody else on the planet. You could be standing on a corner waiting for the lights to change. A stranger could walk up next to you. He could be holding a severed human head. Wearing no pants. No underwear. Rock hard dick out to here. If you're from a town like ours, you just go, not my head, not my dick, not my business. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed this more than you have. It is my pleasure to bring to the stage a man you've seen here on Netflix on the show Love. Ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for Mr. Jordan Rock. Uh, you guys can make more noise than that. What's good, LA? Make some noise. Nice. Nice. So, uh, 2022, how are we feeling about it? Not even a clap. All right. Um, yeah, it's, I know, right? We're, we're feeling it out still. I don't know, man. It's not that it's a bad year. We just had two bad years back to back, right? Like 2020, 2021. 2021 started good. They let us outside. They were like, go be out there. They told us to take the mask off. We threw them in the air like it was graduation. And then they were like, put them back on. And we were like, nah, that's not how this shit work, right? No. You reneging right now, nah. The CDC was acting like your parents after they gave you too much freedom. You felt that, right? CDC was on TV like, bring the car back right now, all right? You like, no, you said I could be out though. Yeah, I said you could be out. I didn't say you could be with your friend. <laughs> that was our life, man. We made it out. What else happened in 2021? We got that new president. How we feel about him? <laughs> I'm not political. I don't have any political jokes, but I will say this about Joe Biden. I didn't even know I liked my president tweeting until it stopped. Now I'm just like, nigga, where you at, bro? Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, Trump tweeted all the time. Trump tweeted like Kanye. It was like, yo, take this nigga's phone, bro. He's... But the con was every time Trump tweeted, it was like, I feel like he's about to go to war. I feel like. But now we almost there. And I'm just looking at Joe Biden like, nigga. 
Start an Instagram or something, bro, please. A TikTok, you gotta reach Gen Z, man. <laughs> Speaking of Gen Z, is there any Gen Z in here? Any? All right, round of, round of applause if you are over the age of 25. Nice, my people. Round of applause if you are under the age of 25. I'm glad you all here. I'll uh, take it on behalf of everybody over the age of 25 to finally say to everyone under 25, fuck Gen Z. We don't like you. I'm a millennial, yo, I thought we were bad. Yet we had opinions. No one gave a fuck. Everyone under 25, y'all got opinions and y'all want everyone to know them and you want everybody to change for you. Yeah, everyone, everyone under the age of 25 is like, I know I just got here in 1997. <laughs> but you're doing it wrong, all right? Um, listen to me, okay? I read a book and wrote a blog, all right? Listen to me. I've never signed a lease, but listen, okay? I hate it, man. M like, millennials, we were progressive. We did progressive shit, but we didn't lead like that, you know? It was just like, yo, man, why you doing that? That shit's hard. <laughs> that was it. Yo, why you wearing that? That shit's dope. That's all we needed. Ask anybody under the age of 25 why they're doing anything. Like, hey, man, why are you wearing that shirt? Uh, clothing's my outlet. Yo, shut the fuck up, please, please. <laughs> please shut up. Please, 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 please. Talk about anybody under the age of 25 with a Twitter account. Fuck you, all right? Yeah, thank you, up top. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy about 2022 that nothing racial has happened yet. I hate when racial shit happens in the country, like cops shoot an unarmed black man, you go back to work the next day, all your white friends are overcompensating. Right? Yeah, you get it, yeah, you're Asian, you, you're, P, you're a POC, yeah. You show up the next day, all your white friends in your face like, hey. Do you know that black lives matter? And I'm just looking at him confused, like, yeah, I thought all of that was for you. Like, I've been here, I'm black, I matter. Tell your grandpa, please. He makes the laws. I hate it, man. All my white friends overcompensate, all my other friends act like good people. I hate it. I go on Facebook, all my friends turn into activists out of nowhere. Yeah, I read the post, but at the end of it, I'm like, but nigga, I know you. Like, <laughs> you're. You're a piece of shit, man. You curse at your mom. What are you talking about? I hate it. My boys get way too into it. Went on Facebook the other day, my boy was like, I'm about to donate to charity. I was like, whoa, nigga, you owe me $40. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck this GoFundMe, bro. You don't know her, all right? I was there for you when you needed it. Break me, nigga. Found out I was a piece of shit in 2020. Not that I'm a piece of shit, it's just that I have a selfish set of inner values. I have to answer to God about that when I go, okay? No, I'm still with the shits. I'm, I still don't fuck with, you know, racism. 
systemic racism, police brutality, the police. But at the same time, there's certain things that affect me just as much as the police. There's certain things that happen to me that I think are just as bad as the police to me. Y'all quiet as shit right now. Y'all like, like, where the fuck is he going with all these trigger words? Just trigger after trigger after trigger, I'm triggered. I got you, I'll make it funny, all right? Here we go, y'all ready for, this is something, y'all ready for something that I think is just as bad as the police? All right, here we go. If you're a woman, and you give a half-ass blowjob, you are just as bad as the police to me, okay? You are oppressing me. You're stopping me from reaching my full potential. And I know you're causing that police brutality outside, all right? Because officers with empty nuts don't shoot unarmed black people, okay? We cannot have these officers in the streets with full nuts and full clips. One of them has to be empty. So ladies, we need you. Every woman in this room, we need you. We need you the most, all right? Next time you suck a dick, all right? Go down there with intent, all right? Just, just energy, commitment, all right? Grab the head right here, okay? Like, this is where all the nerves are. Fuck the shaft, grab the balls, tickle the taint, spit elbow grease. I'll sum it all up. Uh, ladies, if you can, next time you suck a dick, please, suck dick like Black Lives Matter. <laughs> need you okay we really do you have uh you have blm on all your dating profiles it's time to prove it all right um, i'm jordan rock and with that being said are you ready for me to bring back the man of the hour make some noise for my motherfucking nigga pete davidson everybody Jordan Rock, everybody. Jordan Rock. Backstage, I was like, whoop, I'm getting canceled. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys all for coming out. One more time for all the comics that you see tonight. Anyways, this, uh, this next guy uh, who's coming to the stage, uh, we celebrated uh, Christmas together in 2018. We were at my mom's house. We were living together at my mom's house in her basement. 
And I remember we were looking at each other and we were like, it's okay. Our careers are fucking over, it's fine. We had fun, it's, it's, it's all good. Whoever would have thought we could have done any, anything, right? This guy now has two number one albums in a row. He's, I think, one of the biggest names you can get. Please give it up for Machine Gun Kelly, everyone! to myself in the form of a song I can play when the sun shines. I know better to trust anything that I say to myself. Yeah, what up this time? Hey, 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 hey. I don't ever want to follow what I'm deciding. I just sparked a blood, it looked like pyro. pyro. Only comments I see are the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Only playlists I like are the sad ones. I let the medicine in. I know it won't help in the end, but I got depression again. I had a meeting at 7. I skipped and it's left and it woke up at 7 p.m. I, I cut my hair. Like, like, like a pretty Like a piece Like it's itching. It I don't give a fuck. Hey. This high, I just look in the mirror. Who is this guy? It's a full moon. Where the good shrooms? I'm too fucking high. Sound like a ghost go. Actually, this next one, uh, me and Pete, we've been smoking weed together for a long time in his mom's basement. And uh, anytime we do smoke, the shit tastes like. 
Get those hands up like this, yeah. LA sing this shit, yeah, yeah. You know I keep that candy, yeah. I need more life in here, yeah. Stay up, take addies, yeah. I'm trying to fix this damage, yeah. You know I keep that candy, yeah. I need more life in here, yeah. Stay up, take addies, yeah. I'm trying to fix this damage, yeah. I'll live my head again. I took more medicine, ripped up the 